Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome back. We are going to be talking about episode two, Becoming a Lady on the Hillary documentary on Hulu. I am going to be your host, Ebony Chapman, and I have Sanai Moore. How are you doing? Hi. Hey everyone. Good. Okay. So I I'm excited. We're going to be talking about Hillary and how she was running for her campaign. We're also going to be talking about all those cheating rumors and scandals that were going down in the Clinton campaign. And then we're also going to talk a little about this scandal Whitewater. So we're going to get all the way into all of that. Um, before we do, though, how what were your overall thoughts of this episode? Woo! My girl Hillary had the world on her shoulders. I don't know how she did it, especially through the public eye. And, you know, the public already wasn't feeling my girl. So she had to go through even more during this time. So I just commend her because I know some of us would have had a literal meltdown. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Hillary definitely shows a lot of strength. I mean, I don't think anyone that could have possibly handled it as well as she did. I know she always got the rap of being very like cold or too strong or like not emotional enough or something. Um, But I think when you're in the public eye and you have everyone watching you and you have all this pressure on you to be successful and to be smart, to change policy, other things to worry about. And so I think, um, I think she overall showed from chat, from the introduction all the right. index, all the way to the end, okay? She made me look at Bernie like, what? what's the burn? Maybe it's right. She said that no one likes him, no one likes working with him, and he's never gotten elected to anything. That, like, he's legit been a senator for however long. And Yeah, she said he doesn't do anything. Right. He's non-productive, and no one likes him. When she she had me cackling to the skies when she said drives me nuts. I'm like, I had to rewind it actually because I was like, what is she talking about, Mr. Bernie? The burn? At <laughs> first, you know, I'm thinking everyone says stuff about Trump all the time. So I'm like, okay, maybe Trump, maybe I heard it wrong. But no, she said Mr. Burn. I know. I was really surprised. I mean, I just I never heard anything super extremely negative about bernie sanders so i thought that was like i was like oh okay wow like so she is not feeling him at all um but we do get into her running for the presidency so again we're going back and forth between like present day or like you know when she was running for her campaign and then back and forth between like um when bill was running for his campaign so this one she they kind of so she's at a rally and they're kind of talking about how the fact that she doesn't dress presidential enough. What did you, what did you think about that criticism? Cause she was wearing a purple suit at the time that this lady was talking. Um, what did you think? I didn't think that she had anything wrong with the purple suit. I mean, 
for me, I was like, she looked nice every time she was slaying those pantsuits every time she came out. Just have a Kit Kat and give Miss Hillary a break, okay? <laughs> she needs a break. Come on. Like, if she wears a red suit, all of a sudden she's more Republican. She's not Democrat. Because, I mean, they even talked about, like, you know, you know, you got to wear blue. You got to wear these certain colors. You have to wear this because this color is too strong. This is too this. And they just want to find something to pick on her, you know? They always say... When people don't have anything to really uh, say or go off of, they start picking at you. There's like, you know, about her makeup choices, her this, her that. And she even mentions like the guy, they just have to roll out of bed, take a shower and maybe comb their hair or their toupee to the side and put their little Rogaine on and then they're good. Right. They don't have to do everything. Um, for us, it's always a lot of pressures. Um, there was also another girl who was like, you know, bringing up fossil fuels and how she had supported it in the past. And, you know, is she going to make a law to like not do that? I think, I guess I wasn't, I've never seen the campaign so closely, which is why I like the documentary. Um, I did not realize that you're getting hammered with questions from the time that you walk into the building to the time that you leave. You're, you know, and it's, a lot I mean you're not only up there to like focus on your speech but you're shaking hands with people they're bombarding you with questions and policies and things they want you to change and fix um challenging you on your thoughts and beliefs so I just it's a super intense and grueling process I don't think I definitely for sure cannot run for president what do you think um well I tried to run for student council at one point in my life I didn't win but (laughs) I can understand, you know, how much pressure it is because people will take things from your past. Like they could easily have said something like, you know, you drove, you drove cars a lot. Literally they could, they would come all the time for Hillary, no matter what. Like they'd say something like, well, you drove a car when you were 16. So you were like helping contaminate the world. Like they will come up with anything to really like, make Hillary go in like a really bad light. And I feel that, you know, people need to have more of uh, clear glasses when they're, when they're doing elections. And it also show, you know, how politically informed we have to be on our own when watching these elections as well too, knowing who we're voting for. Because if we really take time to research in, in certain aspects, we'll see, you know, either her side of, where she's coming from or even like you know why she probably made the decisions that she did i feel they don't hold the guy the men up to the same standard and drilling them as hard as they did her yeah absolutely um we also get into these transcripts or paid speeches that she did while she was in college um talking to like people college yeah and she said that she did it for extra money, which makes sense. I mean, don't we always do something strange for a piece of change at some point in time? Um, <laughs> not strange, uh, not strange. But I mean, there's things that you do that like maybe they don't, you know, for this one, it's, they just didn't align necessarily with her policies. People felt like they were too close to Wall Street. She was trying to, you know, slide something under the rug. I think politicians in general get a really bad rap, rap about you know, being sneaky, because a lot of them are like, they'll promise you something, but they, you know, they don't really mean it, or they can't actually get it accomplished, because there are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through. Um, So I think 
And she also mentioned that she's a very private person, right? So she didn't want to release the transcript to those speeches. Um, I thought it was, I don't know. I feel like at some point in your um, campaign, you do need to be transparent, especially if people are questioning you and asking you and questioning your character. Um, You may think that you're trustworthy, but that doesn't mean that other people, like when you're running for office, it's a constant game of proving yourself. Um, what did you think about her, like not wanting to release those speeches that she gave on Wall Street? Um, well, she kind of was like, you know, playing tug of war with them. And I kind of like that part a bit because she gave them a run for their money. Like, okay, I'll release them, but you, I'll go ahead and I'll try to find them and do my digging, but you release your tax returns. Since we want to release stuff from years ago, release your tax yeah. returns. I'll release my speeches. One an eye for an eye. You release your speeches, I'll release mine. You do this and I'll do that. And right. I think, you know, she even said, like, she kind of played the tit for tat because, you know, they're really questioning her. And, you know, they're going so hard on her about things she did years ago. I mean, she did it to make money. What's, I didn't find anything wrong with her making speeches. You know, a lot of people, you know, that's, you know, a job nowadays. People really get their speeches written, you know, by a ghostwriter. So then they're able to, um, you know, sound politically correct. Or there's just certain political lingo that if you're really involved with politics or more experienced, I should say, you'll know what to say versus like, someone you know who's just starting out or just needs a little bit of guidance and that's what she was doing was just writing those speeches I didn't find anything wrong with it per se I thought you know it was cool like make your coin honey especially if it's something that you're good at yeah I totally agree I didn't find that there was anything wrong with it um I do feel like there are always two sides to the story so in one instance no there's nothing wrong with making a little extra money but two I get that as American people, we want to know the truth and we want answers to our questions. And so if we feel like someone's being sneaky and sneaky about things and not wanting, you know, go ahead, put up a fight. Like I'm not going to release until you release, you know, your tax returns, whatever, that's fine. But again, like what exactly is it that you're hiding that you don't want people to know or read about? that you said in the speeches and I think that was really what got people riled up because they were like you know we can't trust you like but we can't really trust any of them so I feel like they again a different standard for Hillary because she's a woman um because I think I mean even with Trump it's like release your tax returns did he ever do that no you know so release your emails it was always wanting her to give up all her info and like you know lay it all out there on the table when it's like there are plenty and many of politicians and people out there that you know do things that are probably not of the books you know and of anyone I feel like Hillary followed the rules pretty well (laughs) exactly and you know um do you think things would have played out differently if she would have released um her speech first and said okay I'll release it out and she released it and then it all turns out you know clear and the clear of it do you think that would have um, helped her or do you think that would have kind of made things worse um I don't feel like it would have changed anything if to be honest <laughs> with you, I think that 
people are going to find something wrong with it no matter what. So if you would have released it, then it would have been like, oh, well, you said this. So then they would have been trying to hold her head to the fire about um, a comment or a policy or something that she had mentioned or said um, back in college when things were different or, you know, ideas were different. You change and evolve so much as a person throughout your lifetime that it's like, how can you hold someone to the fire around something that happened years ago? But people do it all the time. Um, so I don't think that it would have been over. I still think it would have been a different type of issue. So in a way, it's like, it's understandable why she didn't, because it's like, okay, well, if I do that, it's like, I look weak by then, like just giving you all my information, letting you, you know, not playing tit for tat, not playing hardball, but you're still going to find anything to complain about no matter what. So does it matter if I release it or not? You know? Yeah. That's a good point too. I feel if she did release it, then it kind of would have shut a couple people up. They would have been like, well, well, now let's see this. And then they would have like kept wanting to push, you know, pull teeth and get her to release even more documents and even more things. But it happened in college. Are you kidding me? Right. And speaking of things that never let go, um, let's get into this 1992 presidential election with Bill um, yeah. running for president. Um So I thought it was very interesting. We have George W. Bush Sr. who is running for president. And they kind of told him, like, no, we don't want you to. His camp, their camp called Bill Clinton and told them, we think that you would have a great chance at winning. So don't run this year. Wait another four years. And if you do, we are going to make your life miserable. I always hear about the crazy things that happen in politics. But I know, so now you okay over there, <laughs> man, how that just went to a whirlwind. That's right. how they were feeling. Right. That's how you were feeling all over the place. Um, yeah. So I thought it was, you always hear about the crookedness in poli- in politics, but the fact that, you know, to actually hear a story that like, yeah, no, some, another camp threatened me to like, not do this. Right. So Bill was kind of nervous about it, but Hillary said, challenge accepted let's go let's do this what did you think about her pushing him to run anyway I that's that's what I love I love you know when you don't back down from a fight and you know my girl Hillary she's a real fighter she I really want to know you know the next episode I'm going to reveal her zodiac sign because I'm really intrigued to know what zodiac sign she truly is right but, you know, she's a fighter and she's not going to go down with, without a fight because, you know, when you give up like that because they want to, that's their, their purpose. It's like they want to divide you. They want to make, you know, your life a living hell. And I feel, you know, her challenging them, at least you could say, regardless, you didn't go down without a fight. And that was her biggest thing. It's like when you give up like that and you let them, you know, attack, you let them push your buttons, you let them do that and have nothing to say, you know, that's going to make everything worse. And, you know, I love how she even said, you know, let's bring it on. And either you're going to vote for them or you're not. And I, <laughs> and I love the fact that she didn't uh, just give up and say, oh no, like they said, they're going to make a, you know, our life a living hell. Like it's okay. 
Right. I love how she didn't just, you know, wave her white flag on that one. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that shows her character in more ways than one. It shows her strength. Again, like I said, her resilience, the fact that she's not going to back down from a fight. She likes a good challenge. She wants what's best for the American people. She wants what's best for, you know, her and her family. So I think, I think it shows more about her than it does about Bill or more. It shows, you know, definitely even more about George W. Bush Sr. and his camp and what, you know, politics are really about. I think it reveals a lot. Um, But let's get into this um, cheating scandal. Okay. Yes. This cheating scandal was something else. So we have Jennifer Flores amongst others. Okay. She wasn't the only one that was accusing Bill of cheating or having a relationship with them. Um, So their whole thing was, you know, people were like, let's get in front of it. Let's say something. Let's make a statement. Hillary was a hundred percent against it. She said that she's a very private person. So um, I get it. Like you don't want to air your dirty laundry out there. You don't want people to judge you. She always gets enough criticism. It's like, we don't need extra um, but they decide to do a 60 minute interview after the Super Bowl. So of course that's awesome. prime time yeah. audience. Who's not going to be tuned into that? You're right. off either losing or winning your favorite team Super Bowl. And now we have this whole um, crazy scandal interview that's about to take place. Um, but I like it. Like you said, Hillary completely stood by her man the entire time. Um, you know, maybe what do you think about the idea that this maybe could have hurt her image as it shows her as being maybe weak mm-hmm. um, in the public eye. Um, I think, you know, she's always having to explain herself. Always, always, always. And, you know, it's hard if you, your husband, this is not a boyfriend. This isn't like, you know, a little boot thing or, you know, a friend that you like. This is her husband, her family. And her daughter is able to see, you know, what's going on. And even to this day, they don't, nobody knows if it was true or not or what really went down. But I felt like she really just wanted to defend and protect her family. That's, you know, in the nature of a woman is to defend and protect your family. And I feel, you know, her going on to do the interview was her one out of her comfort zone because she's a private woman and trying to deal with this. She's probably arguing with Bill, trying to figure out what is really going on. And I feel it's just a lot emotionally for her. Um, And for her to go on to do the interview, she just wants to clear her family name. So then, you know, they can kind of go back to their normal, like, daily lives with this and shut the rumors down. Yeah, I think um, a big, you know, cheating scandal in general, it's salacious. It makes people want to know more and ask more questions and probe. So I think that's probably why she did not want to do the interview to begin with. But I think, you know what, it shows again, she stood by her man. She said, listen, either I choose to be here, either you love it or you hate it. That is your prerogative. Um, So Again, I think it also just shows like the time, the times that we were in. Um, not saying that people don't stay with their husbands after a divorce or after cheating. 
um, now, but then I feel like it's more of a united front. I think it's way more difficult to stay with someone who's betrayed your trust multiple times, supposed to, allegedly, okay? Allegedly. Allegedly, than it is to, you know, just leave them and be done with it. Um, so showing a lot of strength there. Um, we also go into Jerry Brown. He's accusing Bill of giving Hillary money to her firm that she worked at, the Rose Firm, law firm. Um, and so while she's getting confronted with these rumors, she's, she asked, she answers a question from a journalist and basically saying that, you know, she too bad, too bad, too sad. The fact that I don't choose to stay at home and bake cookies of like, whatever it is that you think I, a woman should be doing because I'm out here on the front lines. Um, they kind of, that comment kind of gotten taken out of context a little bit. Yeah. Um, Right. So they didn't feel like they wanted to support Hillary after she's saying that, you know, she doesn't value stay at home moms. Yeah. And then you have Pat Boochman over here. He split the dramatics, literally so dramatic. He was like, she's comparing family life to slavery and living on an Indian reservation. And I was like, wow, you were really drawing all types of conclusions off that, sir. This was just, it went literally, you know, Drake's song, Zero to 100. That's yeah. how it went. Zero to 100. Her saying one thing went to her saying, like, at this point, everything is in flames. And slavery cannot be compared to anything. But, you know, I just feel that, you know, again, Hillary literally cannot do anything without anyone having something um negative to say and you know it's crazy because there were some there's even you know some women at the time who were agreeing with those men and agreeing like that's what she was saying and you would think and I found that interesting because it's like you would think as a woman because you go through the same things and you understand those problems that you would sympathize with her and you would know like, okay, yeah, this is how I feel and trying to advocate for her and be her ally. But a lot of people were just like on the hate Hillary train. Right. And I think too, again, like the time in which all of this happened, women very much so are, it's the social norm to be a stay at home mom still. Um, I think nowadays it's more of like a, oh, you're staying at home. Like it's more of like a judgment thing that someone would choose to be a stay at home mom. Um, but I think before, you know, today's world, that was normal. And that was everyone, every woman for the most part, most women would be stay at home moms. So I feel like it is easy to be sensitive to that topic. I think that is society's and it this whole documentary really shows how media plays like a huge role in everything. Um, you say one thing, it's taken out of context. It's, it's twisted. It's turned. It's now like a bigger deal than it actually was. No one's really listening to the issues or problems. And I think even with episode two, it's like, we see her doing amazing things, accomplishing amazing things, but none of that stuff's getting talked about. It's always just bashing negative, um, you know, waiting for her to mess up and kind of, honing in on that um nancy who was her classmate at yale i think she made a really good point in saying how people hear what they want to and you start to get criticized so much 
that you end up not trying anymore. You don't want to keep putting yourself out there to get your head chopped off. So then you just start getting put into this box. You just start being a cookie cutter, like what everyone wants from you because you don't want to have to hear the um, criticism. Yeah. And, you know, that is true in terms of imagining being criticized ever since your early 20s all the way up to now, like years later, and you're still hearing the same thing, still not not being taken seriously in the way that you want to. And it's like battle after battle after battle. But I do appreciate that Hillary didn't give up her dream and she didn't give up in terms of like, okay, well, whatever. The, the, the American people don't have faith in me. They never, you know, I don't get supported by a lot of people. You know, there's probably no hope. Politics is mainly run by a lot of men anyway, and she's in a male dominated field. So I'm just going to give up and I'm just going to ring in the towel. It's whatever. I'll just be with Bill, whatever he wants to do and let it, be whatever. I'm so glad she didn't have that type of attitude, even though there's been times where she's even expressed that she did, you know, get frustrated and she did want to, you know, just scream. I remember like the little baby, she was taking a picture. She was taking a picture with this little family at um, dinner and the the little girl was like, "Ah, I don't want to. And she was like, yeah, that's me. That's me sometimes too. So, you know, I do think that she is a resilient person though and being able not to quit through all of this right and even during this time again we see her they mention her changing her image again she kind of does a little bit of softer looks her hair changes again she's looking you know she's doing more like damage control volunteering at different places um children's places at old home people's homes like just trying to show that like she's compassionate and like a woman and you know all those things that you would want from you know a governor's wife or president's wife you know um they babies you said what the shaking hands kissing babies exactly all of that (laughs) Um, they also use the term yuppie from hell. And I thought that was interesting that they would even use that term. So they look at her, media is looking at her as someone who's too vocal, too loud, too boisterous about opinions and um, pushing policy as a woman. And I think even as a Black woman, I think those are the same type of stereotypes and ideas that we kind of get stuck with as well. What did you think about that term that they used to describe her? I was just about to say the same thing. (laughs) Right? Yeah, literally, I feel that even to this day, at times, I've even had to feel that way. Like, if I say, I remember um, being in a job environment where anytime I spoke up, it's like, oh, she's, she's aggressive. She's aggressive, guys. Or she's too emotional. And so... You know, I really, it really resonated for me when I was watching that part too, because it's like, first of all, anytime you speak up, it's like, okay, I I have to word this right. I can't say this. I have to watch my tone. I can't, you know, you have to go through all of these steps to really filter what you're saying and to double check if it's, if it's spelled right, if it's, if it's, if I'm saying this right, am am I going to hurt people's feelings? There's so many different you know, levels of, 
um, uh, uh, having to go through of approval, levels of approval you have to go through with your own things just to make sure your message still gets across to you know people while still um, being looked at in a good light. So it is heartbreaking because you have to go through all of those steps. But I understand, especially as a black woman, that we have to still go through that. And just knowing that Hillary goes to that and she's a white woman, it's just, you know. It, it just shows that like we're all way more similar than what people try to yeah. put out there. Um, you know, it's always the Black Lives Matter movement is an issue. This is an issue, right? There's always so much politics when it comes to policy and being treated fairly but at the end of the day I think more than anything this shows that women are women um and we all go through the same struggles um even Hillary with being white she still faces those same issues and struggles that we all face every single day um I wanted to go to 1992 they talk about being that being the year of women um, and so Bill is now um, running for president. Um, and so he's campaigning. And I find it funny that they, you know, they're, again, more focused on Hillary than they are on Bill. So she was, I think, getting a lot of press during this time, um, positive press, finally. And I thought what what they were describing was funny because Bill says something like, yeah, it's more like the first lady election than it is the presidential election. And I think to give a comparison, right, no way are these the same, but to give a comparison, I almost felt like watching it, I thought the O.J. Simpson trials, right? Oh, okay. Because, and I'll explain. So the O.J. Simpson trial, it had nothing to do with whether he killed Nicole or he didn't, whether the evidence was there or it wasn't. It was all about everything surrounding that, which was race and high stakes at the time. Right. Yeah. And so just like this, it was like, it had no, I like, there was no thing about policy or bill or who was running. It was all about Hillary, what she was wearing, what she was doing, how she, you know, was handling the press, all of these things. And it had nothing to do with the presidential election. And like, that was the thing that was helping bill either win or lose. So it was like, she was the main focus, even though it should have been her husband. I mean, <laughs> again, like we're, she's always facing these same obstacles every time she gets in front of the public eye. Yeah. And it's, um, it kind of also made me think I was being, you know, thinking about it, like if she was the perfect, wore the perfect outfit, wore everything, you know, what what would they have to say then? And I think that's also what went through her mind. Like, you know, and they were saying with the suggestions of like what she should wear and things like that. Like people, they they even said like, if there was a perfect woman, they were trying to find out who this perfect woman was so then she can study her. So then she can literally do that. Right. And I, but I think that's the reason why there was never anyone that was ever brought up as an example. Right. You don't want to come off like, an a-hole um because at the end of the day who they all love jackie jackie kennedy yeah she was the perfect first lady if like you know if anyone were to describe her they'd be like she's perfect right she doesn't say much she's not vocal she's not loud she dresses nice she 
puts on this idea of like the perfect family. And I think that's what they want to see from women. They don't want to see us being on the front lines and pushing policy and being smart and changing things. Cause it wasn't like she was just going along with the okie doke and being like, yeah, I agree with everything. You're wonderful. It was like, she was giving them pushback, making them change policy, giving them different ideas, um, trying to figure out how to run, run a system that was already working well for other people. So anytime you try to change the status quo, anyone's going to be, you know, it's going to have a problem with it, of course. Yeah. And, you know, going back on it, you really, they really can't even um, compare her with Miss Kennedy because she wasn't running. And I think that's something, you know, people didn't put into perspective is that, you know, she wasn't into politics the same way. But exactly. And that's what they wanted to see, though. They didn't want to right. see someone being so vocal. And it's like, because you know, for them to compare the two, it's kind of like they're two different women, even in their styles, even if Hillary did, you know, want to um, not do politics, they, they still have two different styles in the way that they carry themselves. And even comparing themselves, they're not the same woman. They're, they don't have the same values, you know? And maybe, I, I think it would also be interesting to see like, um, if Mrs. Kennedy, you know, ever wanted like it has she ever wanted to be president at some point in her life or has she ever had some input or wanted to have input on certain things um and if she could you know at the time because you know women we have to also understand that we haven't had rights like our rights it hasn't even been like a hundred years yet you know it hasn't even if you really think about it it hasn't been that long since we've been able to have you know, write the things, being able to vote, being able to um, drive, like a lot of different things, being able to run for president. Like there are so many different things that we are just now being able to do. And it was kind of heartbreaking to me, like for them to either, even compare two women. Anytime two women are compared in general, I kind of like, it eats me up inside because it's like no woman is just the same and everyone thinks differently. And some women speak out and some women just, you know, just go with the, go, goes with fluff. Right. And speaking of even continuing with the year of the women, there's a case that's brought up with Anita Hill. And um, basically she accused Clarence Thomas of, sexual harassment and she was kind of dismissed not heard kind of just like put off mind you she was a black woman um and after this we see it they started seeing a pattern of more women running for senate which was wonderful and then 1993 hillary hired um an all-woman staff for her policies that she was um campaigning for which was universal health care um, and I think at the time, while she's trying to think of like universal health care, everyone's going to have it no matter what, no matter if Bill's never the president ever again, like we're going to have this in place forever. Um, I think it was too radical for people, especially for Republicans. Um, again, attacking her, that was like their only way to kind of, you know, discredit her again. So she's thinking, if I have good policy, I'm going to be a good politician but again, those two things never matched, seemed to like meet in the middle ever. Yeah. And, you know, so, and the part that sucks is just no matter how good 
um, of a policy she came up with or how innovative it was or how different it was, it seemed like it was still going to be shot down from something. Like she could literally come out with like the best plan for universal health care. And they'd say, but you wore the wrong lipstick, Hillary. You wore the wrong lipstick. That is not policy color lipstick. Like they would still try to like fight her on that. Absolutely. I think she just comes across as someone who's super strong and wears the pants in the relationship. And she's, you know, again, women are not, I feel like all of us, men and women both alike, I think we all lean on having the man's word be the final word. And so when a woman says something, I feel like it kind of gets taken as like a suggestion, not so much as like, a rule or a policy. So <clears throat> I think a, a lot of people have a problem taking a woman's lead, especially men, because they feel like, hmm, like, do I respect you enough to want to value your opinion when, you know, we are all taught from a small age, like, God is a man, Jesus is a man, everyone's a man, a man takes care of the household, a man brings home the bacon, a man does this, right? So it's like conditioned in your head that that is supposed to be who's in charge. So this notion of having someone, a woman, being the one that's taking a charge and telling you what to do, it almost seems like ass backwards for some people. And that's why they always fight her so much on it. Um, I do want to get into the scandal, the last scandal in this episode, which is Whitewater. Um, This happened to be Vince Foster, who was Bill's childhood friend. And he ended up taking his life because I just think like the pressure of being a part of the campaign and the presidency administration was way too much, more than he thought. Um, and they started coming out with crazy theories after he passed yeah. away. And killed them, killed him because he knew too much info. What is right. that? Like? What is happening? Yeah, I, you know, that was just crazy. What? But then like, also too, like, they did mention that, you know, they started closing off offices. So like people weren't, you know, able to go into the office or, you know, removing paperwork and stuff. So it does kind of look a little suspicious and crazy that, you know, like someone dies and then, you know, there's suspicions and now you're like closing offices and removing paperwork. Like, what did you think about that? Yeah. It, like I said, it goes back to the email thing. It gets real the waters become a little bit foggy with that because it's like, even if you did have good intentions in some way, the way they go about some things, I feel it gives the opposite, you know, people of the opposite team ammunition for them and able to say, well, see, you're being sneaky or see, you know, this is why this happened all these conspiracy theories and everything. I feel if the Clintons would have been more transparent about a lot of things of what's happened and, you know, really being able to separate being in the, having a private life versus like knowing what needs to be public. I think it would have, the outcome would have been a little bit different. You know, you can't expect somebody to die. And then all of a sudden, you know, some of the rules are changing some, you know, paperwork is being hidden, like so many different things happening. So I feel like they have to start to be a little bit more, if they would have been a little bit more transparent of things, 
and the timing is everything. Timing is definitely everything. However, I do feel like there was no hard evidence ever on anything. Um, yeah. And timing is everything. And people, you know, are going to have their suspicions and you're always going to have your whistleblowers in the office that are like, oh, well, this is happening in the office now. Like, looks suspicious to me. And like, that's how stories kind of get out there because no one really knows what goes on in the White House except the right. people that are in the White House. So it had to have been someone inside selling these stories, um, kind of giving them a bad name or you know, expressing thoughts and ideas that aren't 100% true. A lot of people, either you're A, making things up, or B, you don't know the full story half the time when people come to like conclusions that, you know, either don't make sense or are just trying to get like, you know, clickbait, get paid. Yeah. Well, it's hard to really trust what is being told in the media, what's being printed in the papers. I think if anything, I've learned you know, just even being on episode two, that you can't, uh, you can't even 20% believe anything that's in the media. You definitely have to do your own research, but it's difficult when it's like everything on the internet's clickbait, everything on the, you know, you can find an article that says one thing that supports your idea and then find another one that doesn't. So it, it is difficult to really kind of vet those things out and figure out what is the truth and what isn't, um, yeah. which is why I think it's important to hold our politicians at a high standard, but like not to the place where, like for Hillary, where it was not even about her policy. Like, I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about anything bad about anything that she's, you know, been putting out there as a bill or a a policy. It's been the way she looks, the way she talks, the way she acts. It's like, what are we even talking about here? You know, like this has nothing to do with um, her thoughts, her ideas or anything like that. Um, I know that they also talked about that they held a special special counsel um, again to try to get in front of another story, get in front of another scandal, um, where they did like an open mic type situation with the questions, um, but it still gave bad press. And then as a result, <clears throat> her healthcare bill got denied. Um, what did you think about that process? That was just an interesting process in itself as well too and do you think I, she should have done the big open form interview thing i think she probably had ideas that she didn't want to i think she should have and the only reason why is because i feel you know her position is very interesting okay she's a woman she's been in po- politics for a long time uh she's married to you know bill clinton you know so she has a lot of things going on and just being in that. So she has to work a little bit harder. She has to be a little bit more transparent. She has to answer more questions. Like, I mean, not saying it's right, but that's just her reality of the time. So now she has to kind of like um, transition and adapt to what her new reality is. And I mean, it's frustrating as it is. She has to do that in order to become really, um, transparent with the people and it it, it kind of puts you in a hard place because it's like the people are who you rely on in order to really gain that trust for whatever position you're going to be whether it's being a mayor whether it's student council governor president senator anything you have to be as transparent and I feel even though she would have to be more transparent than the men who are being who are running she still should have 
I feel like if she would have done that, a lot of stuff could have been nipped a lot in the butt of something. But of something. Right, like you think that she should have been more open, a little bit more. Just like, a little okay. bit. That sucks because I feel like she shouldn't have to do all of this. Like it really right. makes me mad because she should not have to do all these extra steps and go through A, B, C, D, and E, F, G and everything just to get her points through and just to show like what she wants but she also could have manipulated the situation and being able to really um hone in on everything that she wants to do why she wants to do it and really manipulate it in her benefit right and I think that again like I think men have that upper hand where they're able to kind of come into any situation and people are already gonna trust them trust them because be open with whatever whatever they're saying depending on you know who it is how whatever you're saying but I feel like again like Trump for example like he comes in he says the craziness that he says but people still find him to be believable and trustworthy and you know vote for him and all this stuff so I feel like again bringing that comparison to a woman period I think she should have definitely been more open she said she's private but she should have been way more open sometimes you have to prove yourself to then prove them wrong right so lay it all out there let them know like hey I'm not coming with any creative motives I'm here to help you be here for you and then maybe that way people would have been like okay well like she did release that speech she did like okay there's nothing for me to complain about here um she's doing everything that she can you explain what the situation is I did those speeches if you have an issue with them when I was in college my views have changed I am a different person now this than the third there still would have been press probably a little bit of bad press but at least it wouldn't have looked like she was hiding anything because I think that's where it becomes um you know people's issues where it's like well you're hiding stuff you don't want to relate you don't want to say this you don't want to do that and and that's where people are like hmm like she's looking a little shady you know yeah and I feel like you know they always think Miss Hillary I I just feel so bad right (laughs) always is considered shady she's she never gets a full chance like no one has ever really given her it seems like you know a lot of people haven't given her that 100% clean slate let's just hear what you have to say Right. I mean, I think Hillary's a very intelligent and smart woman, and I'm very excited to continue our journey of learning so much more about her. We have yes. our next episodes, episode three, The Hardest Decisions, coming up next, and I'm excited for us to get into that because there is, again, more layers, more policy, more issues. So I'm super excited. But before we sign off, Sinai, where can they find you on social media? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at I am underscore S-A-N-A underscore on Instagram. And on Twitter, you can find me at I am underscore S-A-N-A. Perfect. And you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Ebony Chapman 12. We've enjoyed episode two and we're excited to talk about episode three. Yes, so we will see you all on the next episode. Yes, bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 